0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. Welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, Simon Marcel in French. The accent is from Paris, even though I've been here for 20 years. We're going to talk love and relationships, but I want to tell you something I found on CNN website yesterday about relationships. that just caught my attention. It says, when it comes to a satisfying relationship, the partnership you build is more important than the partner you pick meaning that they found that it is your own judgment of your relationship, how satisfied you feel your partner is, or how appreciative you are of your partner, that it says more about the quality of your relationship than either of your personalities. The level of happiness is what defines a good or bad relationship, not just who's your partner. Very, very interesting. Uh, Something to think about. Now, if you have a question about your relationship, the time to call me is now, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Annabelle.
2: Bonjour, Simon. <laughs> My boyfriend and I just moved in together, and I've never noticed this before, but he sneezes really loud. Um, I, I can be in a completely separate room from him, and when he sneezes, it, it literally startles me. And I don't want to be mean, um, but I just don't know how to ask him not to sneeze so loudly or even how to address it.
1: I see. Um, what is your fear in addressing that? Like, say, you can you sneeze a little lower you just, it's, and it was a good sense of humor? What's your fear? What, what do you fear?
2: Well, I know that it's something that you can't really control. Like, it's a it's like a bodily function. <laughs> so I just don't want him to think that it, it's because... It's something that he does because I know he doesn't do it on purpose. I don't want him to feel bad.
1: Well, then I see the way you can do that is saying, honey, or whatever you call him, this is this is not against you at all, but uh, is there a way you can sneeze not as loud? Sometimes maybe it's fine techniques on the computer. There's, you know, you can Google that, how to sneeze not as loud, or, or, and, and make it a fun research, right? So, so I would... I would I would not do the research before him. I would say if he say, oh, but I, you know, I can't help it. Say, well, why don't we Google it? And uh, I'm sure there are ways. So I think if it's done in a fun way with the the pre sentence of this is not against you, because you know I know it's a natural thing, but I think it's worth trying. And then with a sense of humor, maybe find a solution.
2: That's a really good idea. I've never even thought of that.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I do what I because I've made all the mistakes. That's why. Because I've I've made all the mistakes and I don't want you to do like me. I want you to do better than me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I've learned also. Anyway, so that's my advice, sense of humor. It's not against you. Let's Google together and let's try. And it's like an experiment and then it becomes fun.
2: That's perfect. Thank you so much.
1: You are most welcome, Annabelle. Good luck to you and have a good night.
2: Thanks, Simon. You
1: too. Question for you. When you have an argument with your partner, what do you think is the worst enemy of that argument itself? I'll tell you that next. What would you say when you have an argument with your partner is the worst enemy of the argument itself? What is it? What makes the argument you know, uh, become a, a, a sore in your, in your relationship? It, it's, it's the will to want to be right. That's what I think it is. It's the will to be obsessed by hearing from the other partner, Okay, so you were right, right, so I need to be right. I need to be the right the, the one who who knew it all. I need to be confirmed that I was right. that is the enemy of the argument of the uh, difficulty of uh, when you upset at each other. there is also the fact to yell, speak too loud, be in your face, uh threatening, of course all of that but all of that comes from insecurity. the reason we want to be so right when we have an argument and hear the other person say, okay, you're right. I think it's a form of insecurity because who cares right or wrong? What matters is not I. What matters is us, us as a couple. And let me share a personal story exactly about that mistake that I've made. Coming up next. So quick reminder, I do this show for you not to do like me, but to do better than me. You know, so I I want all my mistakes to be heard so that you don't do like me. That's the most important, but you do better. Anyway, about the argumentation and the fact that I always wanted to be right, I made that mistake by insecurity, by ignorance of the word compromise, and it's used by arrogance, uh, by ego. And how many times, especially in my younger days, I've messed up wonderful relationships on stupid arguments because my only obsession, me, be giggle, me, myself, and I, Wanted wanted my girlfriend to say, Simon, you're right. Sometimes I was, sometimes I was not. But I never understood back then that it's not about me or just you. It's about us. So don't do like me. Don't be, you know, stubborn, arrogant, and obsessed by, oh, my God, you're right. Think about compromise and us. That's the best way for both of us to come as winners of a difficult argument, sense of humor, and a sense of compromise. Now, you know what I didn't want to know back then. You call that next. Eight five five nine zero five eighty two fifty five. Bonjour, Valentina.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Valentina. So, I understand you have a very sweet and romantic story you want to share on the rendezvous. The air is yours.
0: Oh, great. Okay. It's a very sweet story. Okay. And it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to try not to cry. But uh, So, I'm definitely all better now, and I'm very healthy. But uh, it was years ago, and I was going through... A chemo treatment, um, mm-hmm. and the guy that I met online, uh, he ended up having to go fight. He was fighting in uh, Afghanistan, and whenever he was able to call, he would call me, and he would read me poetry, and I would read him poems, and we kind of got each other through it, and uh-huh. I kept saying, you know, you're going to leave there and be okay, and he kept saying to me, you know, your hole's going to grow. you're going to be healthy again, and then um, a couple of years later, uh, exactly what we envisioned came true. We said we're going to you know, meet at the airport and I'm going to run into his arms when I'm all better. And uh, that's exactly what happened. And we've been together ever since.
1: Oh, listen, what a wonderful story. And you're good, right? Everything is okay with your health?
0: I'm perfectly healthy, yes.
1: God, that's that's the blessing. How did you feel at the airport?
0: I just felt like wow we, we kept on saying to each other no matter how sick i felt or no matter how he felt uh we ke- he kept saying keep envisioning you know us meeting up with each other at the airport when this is all over and you know he's like and your your hair will be longer and you'll be healthy and we just kept every time we spoke we he mentioned that and we talked about it we talked about how good it would feel when it happened and then it's, it's exactly what we envisioned, but that is what happened. We just kept thinking positively and knowing we were going to get through it and keep it light. And it was true love.
1: So I love that. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Listen, this, this is a beautiful story and the blessing that you have all your health back and this man, I know the whole thing, It's you know you got to keep the faith. That's the exactly. lesson of the story, right? Yes. Keep yep. the faith. Keep the faith. All right, listen, Valentina, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful story. It's a blessing to hear a story like this, so thank you very much and have a good night.
0: Oh, you're welcome, Simon.
1: Coming up, I am going to go listen to Tara's voicemail because apparently uh, she has a question about her guy and needs my advice coming up next. Please remember that twenty four I'm here through my voicemail to answer your questions. All you do is call 855-905-8255, leave a message for me, and I will get to it just like for Tyra's. Take a listen.
3: Bonjour, Simon. My name is Tyra, and I have called into the show before about a guy that I liked, um, And we talked for about six months, but only online, like... Through DM. And so one of the last messages that I saw the other day, I just asked him like a regular question and he really didn't respond. It just said seen, but he didn't send any message. So the next day, I wrote back and was just like, hey, are we still on? Are we still a thing? And he didn't get any, giving me any message back. So I'm wondering if I've been ghosted. It's now been a week later and I haven't heard anything from him. So Please tell me. I listen to this show all the time, and I really love it. You give great answers. Please help me out.
1: Thank you, Tara, for the kind words and and for your question. Yeah, Uh, if the person you're with uh, hasn't reached back to you in a week, have you been ghosted on? I'll tell you what I think next. What would you say to your, let's say, best girlfriend, uh, if um, she told you that the guy she was with, or she thinks she's still with, uh, has disappeared in the last week and not answering anything anymore, Uh, Do you think she's been ghosted on or not? I would say yes. So, Tyra, I would say to you, you know, when you're with somebody who doesn't answer for more than a day or two, unless, God forbid, there's a car accident or something bad, but if it's just he doesn't want to talk to you, you've been ghosted on, yes. And the answer to ghost is to break up, right, officially. You break up, you say, well, listen, we're done, and then you move on. The worst thing you can do is run after a ghost because you'll never catch him because the ghost doesn't want to see you. So no need to to face-to-face, no need to know why. Just tell him it's over. That's all you need to write. And after that, you're free again to bury the past and kiss the future. That's my advice. Good luck to you and you call the next. Any questions about your relationship? Dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour Trina.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Trina. So, I understand you have a question about your relationship. What's going on?
4: Yes. Well, um, I just started dating this guy um, a couple of months ago, and he's asking me to go on a trip to Big Bear. And I'm just mm-hmm. not sure if I want to go or not.
1: Mm-hmm. How, how does that make you feel uh, when you think about going with him to... Uh, Big Bear, California.
3: Well,
4: um, it's gonna be kind of like cozy and cuddle weather, and we we kind of just started dating, so I don't know if I want to get intimate with him on that um, on the trip. You uh, might want to. You
1: have not had the ulala yet.
4: No, no, no ulala.
1: No, no ulala. Do, do you do you feel you're not ready for the ulala?
4: no i don't I don't think I'm ready yet
1: well, that's a good reason not to take the trip absolutely, so I think you should follow your intuition and just text them listen it's very kind of you, but let's get to know each other in town and um you know, I'm a step by step person, and so just let's let's go out of a date and enjoy the weekend at home, so no pressure and uh it'll be great to get to know you more. That's it yeah, okay.
4: I'll try that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm the guy and I like you, I understand you're not ready yet for the ooh-la-la. Obviously, your intuition is right. The idea of going to Big Bear and the cozy weather is to ooh-la-la-la-la-la-la with your weekend. <laughs> yeah,
4: okay, yeah, it yes. is a lot. So, thank you for that uh, advice, Simon.
1: Anytime. All right, Julia, thank you so much for calling and, and have a good night. Already, thank you. Coming up, I am going to go answer Margaret's Facebook message. Because something happened to her at work that has gonna have huge consequences with her love life, so I'm gonna go to a Facebook message next. So Margaret sent me a Facebook message at the rendezvous show saying, "Bonjour Simon, bonjour Margaret. My coworker brought a diamond tester to work today, and she tested my engagement ring, and it's a fake. So now I don't know if I should tell my fiancé or not." because I love my ring, and I don't want to ruin the sentiment, so what should I do, please, advise. That's a tough dilemma, Margaret. What should you do if you find out your engagement ring is a fake? I'll tell you what to do next. What should you do if you find out tonight that your engagement ring is a fake? And that happened to Margaret, who sent me that Facebook message. What do I do now? That I know my engagement ring is a fake. Because should she tell her fiance she knows and she loves the ring, doesn't want to break, you know, the sentiment behind it, what should you do? No unspoken Margaret. Tell you fiance what happened, and maybe he's a victim of somebody who's trying to sell him a fugazé, In French, a wazo means like fake, uh fake diamond. And that can happen to all of us. So I don't think you should keep that as a secret. I think you have to tell the truth. Not be afraid of telling what happened. And then he can maybe, maybe, you know, sue the store or change it or do things like this. So I think go for it, tell him what you know, and then find the solution together. That's my advice. Don't hide the truth. You call that next. Bonjour Rosalia.
2: Bonjour Simon.
1: Bonjour Rosalia. What's going on? How can I help?
2: Um, I'm dating a man we've been dating for the last couple months and this is the first time that I'm traveling all of 2020, you know, traveling, is a bit weird right now. Um, and I, I, wanted to plan a trip to go and visit my family for the first time. And so I told him about it and he's like, oh, I, let me know if you need a ride to the airport. And I was like, actually, yes, I would take you up on that offer. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay, well let me know, um, when you book your flight, what time, whatever. The next morning, I send a message to say, hey, I booked the 6 o'clock flight, and this is the date I'm leaving. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. never says anything about it. And then time passes by. It's like the night before my trip. He's like, oh, are you packed? Are you ready to go? Like, Do you have your mask? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but he never says anything like, what time do you want me to pick you up? Do you need to be at the airport? And I know that a 6 a.m. flight means you need to leave at like 4 in the morning, which is an uncomfortable time to have to be up. But he never brought it up, and I was like, should I say something? I don't know. Anyway, the, the day of my flight, the morning of my flight, I definitely could mm-hmm. lived to the airport. And I'm wondering if that's a red flag for him not being a person of his word or, like, offering something and then not following through.
1: So before I answer, how long have you been dating this guy? For four months. Are you exclusive?
2: We have had to talk, yes.
1: Okay, so you're exclusive. All right, um, just first, how did you feel when you realized this guy was not reliable?
2: Well, I, I felt like a little nervous, actually. And, and at the same time, I'm, I'm a human. I know that waking up at 3:30 or four in the morning is not convenient, You know So I'm like, should I just give him a pass because it was so early? I don't know.
1: Um, so I have a strong opinion about it, but before I tell it you, what, what do you think? Should you give him a pass? Or should you tell him how you feel?
2: I wouldn't have done that and so it's bothering
1: me. So if it's bothering you, my advice is to speak up and tell him that it's bothering you. Um, okay. because if you can't rely on your partner, right? On the fact that um, somebody tells you they're gonna do it and they don't even ask you, you know, do you gonna take a Uber or do you need me still to pick you up or how are you gonna get there, as they know you're leaving so early? That means they don't care. Mm. Simply they don't care. So two options. A, you speak up and then you just say, listen, I hurt my feelings that you didn't ask. You, know, you told me you are going to do it because we make mistakes and I like to give people chances. It's not like cheating or something that bad. At the same time, the red flag is he doesn't care. So the two choices is A, to speak up and have a conversation with him. B, to forget about him and move on. Which one do you want to do? I think I'm going to speak up. Good. I like that. We should speak up and we learn from each other's mistakes. I'm glad you said that. Rosalia, good luck with that talk. You know what to do. And uh, remember, we all make mistakes and we learn from each other and then we, get, we do better in the relationship. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck to you and have a good night. You too, Simon. Do you think it's possible to be in love with two people at the same time? That's the question coming up next. Do you think it's possible to be in love with two people at the same time? It's a key question, right? Have you ever been in that position? I posted that question for you actually to vote on on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. And 64% of you said yes. I believe it's possible to be in love with two people at the same time. 36% of you believed it's not possible to be in love with two people at the same time. I, after many many years of, of you know experiencing love, relationships, breakups, and so on, don't believe actually. You can be in love with two people at the same time, but only one. I think you can love two people at the same time, but I don't think you can be in love with two people at the same time. But hey, that's just me. Thank you so much for voting, and mostly, thank you so much for listening to my show tonight. Bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.